You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the writer of Shirley, Sarah Gubbins. To our suffering, my dear. There's not enough scotch in the world for that. (laughs) Shirley, what are you writing now? A little novella. I'm calling none of your goddamn business. (laughs) Well, you were invited to stay here for a few days until we can find a place. Shirley has these bouts. She's gone sick in the head. I read your story. What are you doing here? It made me feel thrillingly horrible. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Howitt from the Next Best Picture podcast. The film Shirley was a hit at Sundance, and it was co-written by my guest today, Sarah Gubbins. She's a successful playwright, and you know her from shows like I Love Dick and Better Things. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> first of all, congratulations on this film. Such a success coming out of Sundance. Uh, first of all, I just want to know how you got to this project. What intrigued you about the novel itself, about Shirley Jackson? What brought you to this project? Um, I I was a longtime Shirley Jackson reader, and obviously, probably like many people, um, first encountered her work reading The Lottery in high school. Um, and then uh, had intermittently read some of her other novels. Um, and I really never anticipated doing a, uh, uh, I, like rendering her as a character. Hmm. I thought it might be fun to try to adapt something or find a short story that, that felt, um, but then I read the novel by uh, Susan Merrill and a friend of mine gave it to me when it was still in a manuscript form. So it was, pretty early on and I just loved the idea that there was a character this character of Rose that came to live with Shirley Jackson and that Shirley Jackson wasn't super invested in it and really wasn't excited to have um, a border um but and and so in in many ways it felt like oh this is this is a great way to as an audience member and as a, a reader try to get to know Shirley and mm. and so that's kind of how the project was born and later on I I, I really figured out you know I, I the more I learned about her life and the more I learned about um the reception of the lottery which um was both uh you know catapulted her into literary celebrity but also was one of the most reviled stories the New Yorker mm. ever published and and she received for years um, bags and bags and bags of hate mail um, hmm. for writing it. Yeah, and as you started to to develop that, uh, you know, an interest in that story, obviously you've had success as a playwright and in TV. How did you know that this was a film? Um, well, I, I, I think that there is a great similarity in writing features and writing plays um, because I knew that I didn't, didn't want to do a, like, a cradle to grave biopic of Shirley mm-hmm. Jackson. Um, I thought so. So really, it's about identifying and like what is the, the the major action? Like what's the what's the major struggle that this character is going to have? And and building up a story around that. I I knew that I wanted it to just be about one transformational moment in both of these women's lives, mm-hmm. and a transformational moment for Shirley herself the, when she's able to really kind of lock into a new way of writing and you know she takes on while she continued to write short stories 
um, Hank's man was really the beginning of, of at the beginning of her novel writing. So I think that's, that takes a lot of confidence and courage and fortitude that, and so, so placing it that way, I think is, is, it felt that's where it started to feel like a feature and mm. and not in any way a television show. Sure, sure. And like you said, you know, this isn't a traditional biopic in, in any way and definitely not Cradle, no. Cradle to Grave. <laughs> um, so, and, and both within the context of the film and, and as it relates to Shirley uh, herself, this is a, a fascinating blend of reality and, and fiction. And so mm-hmm. how did you, how did you approach that balance the balance between Shirley as a real a real person and as a character in this story like how how accurately did you want to portray her i felt like once i declared that it would be a fictional um account of basically a year in the life of shirley jackson um i gave myself a lot of permission to just solely invest in in the story hmm. um and yet that being said i appropriated so much from her life and 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 a really big part of of the film is Shirley's imagination and what it would feel like to possess that imagination, but also how, in some ways, vampiric um, a writer's imagination actually is, and it's it's not it's not a landscape that is rational or causal. You know, it's. Hmm it's very subjective it's very tangential it's very dreamy and it's um incredibly non-linear or you know otherwise writing would be i think much easier so i i also wanted to kind of bring in all a lot of different elements of things that surely would later go on to write a little bit more fully um so you know her fascination with mushrooms definitely show up in mm-hmm. we've always lived in the castle for for instance and 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 in some ways just try to take an audience on a journey with a writer and see how there is this crazy lens through which you know they experience the world and then spit it out into their writing and as a writer yourself obviously um what, <laughs> what uh are there any similarities between Shirley's writing process and your own? And how did that sort of influence the way you approached this, this film? Um, well, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely <laughs> similarities in our, in our dress when I'm on the, uh, a deadline. Um, mm. There's the same sweater gets worn many, many days in a <laughs> row. But um, I think I honestly, I think part of, the similarities are the ways in which, you know, she doesn't stop. She's a very, Hmm. she's an, she rewrites a lot. Um, It's not an entirely enjoyable process. (laughs) (laughs) I think she loves having written and getting to the table. And I think she and I both, I, I gave her one of, one of the lines I, I usually say to people when they ask how the writing's going, and I just always ask them never to ask me that. But um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I think I think the ways in, I, I, you know people are tempted to always try to kind of put a writer into one of the characters, mm-hmm. and I think the surprising thing that both maybe Shirley and I share is uh, the ways in which we kind of. Um, fracture ourselves and throw parts of ourselves into varying characters throughout. Hmm. 
Um, and I think that's that's a surprising thing. When you read Shirley's work and then you kind of learn a little bit more about her biography, you can see that she, that she shows up in very unexpected ways um, in a variety of characters and not just in mm. kind of the experiences of the protagonist. What are some of those ways that you threw yourself into some of these characters? <laughs> oh, I asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up. Um, I, I enjoy playing records very loudly. And uh, <laughs> so I think Stanley and I actually have, um, and I'm a, a terrible dancer, but I yeah, do, do, think do you I'm put on fantastic. a show when you do it as well? <laughs> I certainly do. Um, and I won't let anyone say the title of the Scottish play under my roof. So there's that. Um, uh, and I, I do, I think a little bit like Shirley enjoy cooking um, when I am absolutely consternated by writing. Mm. So I think there are ways in which um, we do share that. I, I, I think we keep, I might keep a cleaner house than hers. And I don't <laughs> have, I'm not particularly fond of cats, although I do have a couple in my okay. life. Uh, so. <laughs> awesome. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Well, what were some of the most challenging parts as you as you dove into this uh, this film? You know, I had I had faith that if I rendered this marriage between Shirley and Stanley that and I did it kind of as honestly as I could um, that 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 it would uh, that it would land in some ways. Um, but it is kind of an esoteric. It's a slightly off color. It's 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 a hard marriage to really watch mm. entirely at yeah. all times. Um, but to me, it's it, that relationship is is the foundation of the entire film and and the 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 marriage between a writer and their first reader, which Stanley is, he's the one who reads everything she writes first mm -hmm. um it, it takes a intimacy and a trust and a, a really deep devotion um so i was hoping that that would come through and then when michael Stahlberg and elizabeth moss 
came through to play these parts, mm -hmm. I had a lot, I had a lot more faith that maybe we we're going to get somewhere. Um, and I could never, I honestly, I never could have depicted, I couldn't, I couldn't have seen what their performances were going to be like, um, even though I had such esteem for both of yeah. all of their work. But that alchemy of the two of them in those scenes to me was just beyond my wildest dreams. Hmm. Yeah, that scene uh, towards the end where he reads Hangs a Man, you know, her manuscript for the first time is is brilliant. Um, felt it on a visceral level. Um, mm -hmm. Did that? I, I'm sure that, that that rings true for you. Was uh, you know you've had experiences like that? Is that mm -hmm. is that kind of how mm -hmm. you feel when you hand off a project for the uh, first time? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's terrifying, and I usually do a lot of cooking. I think last <laughs> time I did it, I made like three different soups, and I don't know. I I just I just go to the kitchen. Yeah. That's yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what what are you most proud of about about this film? Oh, I mean, I think the collaboration with, with Josephine Decker mm. and with the cast, um, Odessa, I had never met Odessa mm, and yeah. I had no idea that she would bring this just like almost, uh, there, there was just an eerie comfort to, and, and she just, she just brought like a punk vibe to Rose that I had mm. never envisioned. I'm really, 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 really proud of, um, the ways in which Josephine just so deftly handled uh, Shirley Jackson's imagination and just, and, and brought like her heart and guts into it. Um, because I think she, I think Josephine and um, really was able to share the vision that I had initially. And, and, and Elizabeth Moss was able to throw herself entirely into it. I think she's physically transformed for the role in, um, and, and, in some ways, I, I, I couldn't believe that Shirley Jackson was like looking at us and in, in, hmm. on set, you know. So, yeah. very proud That's of great. that. That's great. You should be. Uh, well, <laughs> any any uh, any upcoming projects for you that we can that we can look forward to? Upcoming uh, projects that you can know about? Maybe not yet. Okay. Maybe All right. Fair, hey, maybe fair the, enough. Maybe they'll be uh, tripping their way out in pretty soon. But okay. I'm still in. I'm still in. Uh, I haven't handed it over to to Stanley yet. Let's sure, put it that sure. way. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Well, we'll be looking out for it because we're excited to see what you do next. So, uh, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk with me. And again, congrats on this film. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the writer for Shirley, Sarah Gubbins, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Shirley is currently on Hulu, and you could stream it right now from the comfort of your own home. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.
history is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.